Hey, it is Free Talk Live. You're invited to take control of the airwaves here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We've got the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And that's a way for you to connect to the show and sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. And tonight, my Tuesday night crew is a little different than normal. Welcome to the program, or welcome back, uh, Derek J. Freeman. Hey, Derek. Hey, and I'm Ian Freeman, and then, uh, although no relation, but I do consider you like my brother from another mother. Thanks. And uh, Steven Zeiler is with us now for the first time as a co-host on Free Talk Live, I think. You've been a guest here and there and, you know, at Porkfests and Forkfests and things like that. But I've been a caller. Haven't you been behind a microphone? Oh, sure, like but a, never in the studio. Right, right, okay. You've, right. you've been to Keene, you've come here a number of times, but you've never actually been a co-host for all three hours of the show. So welcome uh, to Free Talk Live. Thanks for having me. And you uh, you guys, of course, as always, are dressed super, super nice. Yeah, uh, well, we heard there's a cam. There's, yeah. there's a camera on this show. <laughs> there's three of them, as a matter of fact. So, And we're streaming on three different uh, video streaming platforms. We're on YouTube, we're on Twitch, and we're on the new DLive Is that the decentralized platform. one? Mm, I'm going to put quotes around decentralized. It has a D. <laughs> with a big question mark uh, next to it. There's some... Some major questions about how decentralized DLive actually is. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're all kind of learning about it as time goes on. Well, let's but... try and take it down. That's Then we'll know. Well, uh, PewDiePie, <laughs> they, uh, they poached PewDiePie from YouTube, oh, like the that... number one YouTube channel. They got him to come over to DLive. Oh, and he's not doing YouTube anymore? He's not doing live streaming on YouTube. I'm pretty okay. sure he's going to keep using YouTube to upload videos, because why would you want to walk Good. away from 92 million subscribers? Right. I didn't even get the news about yeah. that. I like to watch PewDiePie, but really? I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's funny, but... Um, now he can be the, the biggest fish in a tiny pond, which... He was already the biggest already, fish. Yeah. Well, and, he, he's going to be like orders of magnitude bigger than how, how he was before on YouTube. Well, the reason I brought it up was because when he moved over, obviously, as you might imagine, a lot of his fans came over to DLive as well. Sweet. And so that was that so must you, have been their stress test, right? Like to see if they could handle that level of viewership. And it worked. So if Free Talk Live is there, then theoretically you could pull some of those viewers when he's off off the air. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. And oh, it's, okay, it's cool. still a pretty small platform. So when we're on, we're usually like in the top five or six or ten or whatever of the you know, like the different shows that are on there. So uh, you can follow us on any of those platforms, dlive.lrn.fm, twitch.lrn.fm, and we're still over on YouTube as well, but that's like the lowest resolution one, so why bother? Uh, So we got stuff to talk about here tonight, of course, and Stephen, you mentioned this story that I spotted in the news uh, as well, and normally if we, you know, we have the same show prep, it's usually a good idea that we should talk about it. And it's the chalking, uh, not chalking like beautiful pictures or anything like that, but chalking tires. The thing that the government bureaucrats do in countless cities around the United States to somehow determine where, whether or not you've been in a place for a certain period of time, whether your, your vehicle has been parked in the same spot. I'm not sure exactly how chalking the tires you know, discerns that. Well, it's like marking your territory. You know, they go and say, we own this car and we own this. We're going to ride our chalk on it if we want to. And something about parking. Yeah, I mean, it's always... (laughs) I think there's... The the theory is if you put it like, you know, at 12 o'clock on the tire, then even if someone moves and drives to another spot and then it's at like 6 o'clock, you're like, okay, well, this is marked, but it wasn't in this spot. So it's moved, 
you know, and then they can come back three hours later and they can just look at the 12 o'clock spot on the back right tire and they'll know, okay, this car has been here for over three hours. This one hasn't. Yeah, they say, oh, look, they've been here for six hours. See? <laughs> <laughs> so there's big news in regards to this, and it's coming from various different sources. In this case, it's NPR. The next time parking enforcement officers use chalk to mark your tires, they might be acting unconstitutionally. Federal appeals court ruled yesterday that chalking is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. The case was brought by Allison Taylor, a Michigan woman whom the court describes as a, quote, frequent recipient of parking tickets. The city of Saginaw, Michigan, like countless other cities, uses chalk to mark the tires of cars to enforce time limits on parking. By the time Taylor received her 15th citation in just a few years, she decided to go after the city and after specifically a parking enforcer named Tabitha Hoskins. Hoskins, who Taylor alleged in her lawsuit, was a prolific chalker. Every single one of Taylor's 15 tickets was issued by Hoskins after she marked a tire with chalk, then circled back to see if Taylor's car had moved. That chalking, Taylor argued, was unconstitutional. Does anyone really care about constitutionality? Like, anyone at all? Like, the courts, the the general public? Well, the courts have to pretend like they care. No, they don't. They don't even care. They they don't pretend like they care. They do. Uh, They they at the very least make an effort to seem like they pretend like they care. Because, to some extent, uh, the court making a correct ruling every now and then, you know, most of the time the court rules in favor of the state. I mean, right. probably 99 times out of 100, they rule in favor of the state and making the state more powerful and giving it more control over people's lives. But every now and then, there's like this one little bone that they'll throw out there like, oh, see, we care about the Constitution. We've made the right decision here. And it reinforces in people's minds that, oh, yeah, we do have the best justice system in the world. Right. So like torturing people in secret prisons, we'll let that go. But this right. chalk thing, That's this gotta has got to stop. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. Uh, trespassing upon a privately owned vehicle parked on a public street to place a chalk mark to begin gathering information to ultimately impose a government sanction is unconstitutional under the Fourth Amendment, which is that one with the, you know, you have to have, uh, well, you have a right to privacy, basically. Taylor's lawyer argued in a court filing a three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit unanimously agreed. Chalking tires is a kind of trespass, said one of the judges. And it requires a warrant. The decision affects the Sixth Circuit, including Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Hmm. So it's not a nationwide uh, blanket decision from the Supreme Court, but at the very least, it's uh, you know, a potential step in the right direction that uh, the Fourth Amendment protects people from unreasonable search and seizure. And, of course, I'm sure the government would argue, this is reasonable. It's just chalking. Well, take the Constitution out of it. Pretend there is no government. Is this wrong? To chalk somebody else's Yeah, you walk tires. up to someone's tires, you know, rightly or wrongly, like whether or not you have the, the badge or the authority mm-hmm. to patrol that area. If you're just some guy and you walk over to my car and you put chalk on it. That's vandalism. Is that wrong? I mean, it's not the most, it's not the worst kind of vandalism because it's just chalk. It's going to wash off at the next rainfall. Uh, but it is technically, you know, vandalism, right? Like you're putting something of yours on somebody else's thing and you didn't ask permission to do it. No. I don't know. What do you think, Stephen? Is it wrong to uh, chalk a stranger's car? If you're over 14, then, <laughs> then it's wrong. Why would you give a pass to a 14-year-old or 13-year-old? or? Because they're, they're going to chalk whatever they want, you know. 
<laughs> they, yeah, they don't know. They're they have like no chalk conscious, but, but conscience by that. Don't you yeah. have to the teach chalk conscious develops? A <laughs> yeah, but later. don't you have to teach children and young people where and when you know private property begins and ends, and like sure. how these things work? I mean, yeah. shouldn't they be re- held responsible for their actions? Well, in that case, then there's no chalking allowed at the park. There's only chalking allowed on your own driveway if you're lucky enough to have a driveway. Or well, the a park's public property. Uh, well, who really owns that? And then you know, get into it. The two-year-old can't really. Well, a private park could allow chalking as well. Right. Right. You yeah. Could, you could expressly allow chalking at your private park. You could provide chalk for people that are coming to your. Yeah, and you could have a chalk do park. That. Chalk park. Yeah. Mm. I remember being out in uh, I think it was Venice, uh, California, where they have you know nice beach and the kind of the boardwalk thing or whatever, and they have these uh, graffiti walls. Yeah, like leave a message, mm-hmm. and they've got like markers and yeah. stuff. I well, see that at events, spray and paint. festivals. There's spray wow. painters there like all day long. That's awesome. And they just spray over. Whatever was there. So mm-hmm. whatever message or graphic that the you know, artwork that Spray Painter put, puts up, they got to take a picture because you can't wait till tomorrow. It's going to be gone. Somebody else is going to walk up or skateboard up within a matter of minutes, if not hours, and just completely do over the top of what you did. Well, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. And that's cool. 855-450. Freeze the toll-free number here. We pay a little bit closer attention probably than the average people to parking related things because we're here in Keene, new hampshire which is of course the home of the robin hooders who for years saved thousands of motorists from the streets of Keene uh, from receiving a parking ticket by the parking enforcement here so i'm sure hopefully this is uh, bothering the parking enforcement crew as we speak we're coming up here it's free talk live It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. Whether you want to comment on this new story about, not the Supreme Court yet, but an appeals court ruling unanimously, a three-judge panel ruling unanimously, that it is a violation of your rights, of your property, for a police officer or parking enforcement officer to put a chalk mark on your tire or presumably any part of your car. So you're welcome to comment. I don't think this is a controversial case. I doubt people have too much to say, but I think it's a it's interesting and I'm glad to see that it happened because I remember during the Robin Hooding, you know, all the things that went on with that over a period of years here in Keene, New Hampshire, where for listeners that aren't familiar uh, a bunch of activists were sued by the city of Keene. Didn't they call it? They said you can't erase that chalk because there was someone who was going around with like a sponge yeah. and just erasing all those chalk marks. Garrett had, yeah. uh, I think it was, I think it was Garrett. Yeah. He had like a little squirt bottle, like a spray bottle, <laughs> and maybe like a towel or something like mm-hmm. that. And he was going around, yeah, removing the chalk marks. And they said they were going to go after him if he didn't stop with felony charges obstruction of justice no right. interfering with a police investigation. police investigation yeah same kind of similar but yeah <laughs> felony version basically of that could and you felony imagine water felony water bottle squirting yep. yeah. what a joke i know city of keen is like they, they have the most soot on their face from trying to persecute people who are doing harmless stuff well apparently they, they, they also want to reduce the value of their property by making it the it all be very filthy all the time what do you mean? 
the, the bathroom issue that I, I'm Oh, that we I'm haven't talked about yet. Up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can definitely get into that too. Also, I want to let you know about Bitcoin.com. It's your premier source for everything Bitcoin Cash related. Bitcoin.com can help you choose a Bitcoin Cash wallet, buy Bitcoin Cash, and show you where you can spend your Bitcoin Cash. You can also read the latest news on their news site and engage with the community on their forum over at Bitcoin.com. Once again, that's Bitcoin.com. The court found that chalking is a search for the purposes of the Fourth Amendment because government officials physically trespass upon a constitutionally protected area to obtain information. Just as the Supreme Court ruled in 2012 that sticking a GPS tracker to a car also counted as a search. So is marking a tire with chalk to figure out how long that it's been parked, according to the court. And that search isn't reasonable, says the court. The city searches vehicles that are, quote, parked legally, without probable cause, or even so much as individualized suspicion of wrongdoing. The touchstone of the reasonableness standard. So basically, the chalking meets none of the requirements of, you know, you got to have these things in order to be able to trespass on somebody's property as the, as the, you know, the government gang. Ellison, who's the attorney who brought the case, said, we don't think everyone deserves free parking, but the process Saginaw selected is unconstitutional. I'm very glad the three judges who got this case took it seriously. It affects so many people. Sorry to get like into the weeds, but I'm really okay. fascinated by this because if we do that here. If it's wrong it's okay. to chalk someone's tire, just like in a general sense, then is it also wrong to stick a flyer under their uh, on their windshield? Yes, it's the same. That's trespass, thing. isn't it? Yeah. If if we're if we're saying that this little minor infraction is a is a crime, even a minor one, then it's also wrong to lift up someone's you know wiper blade and stick something under there. True. That they probably don't want. I definitely they don't want it. But it's a calculated crime. Now you're like, I want to get this information out, and I'm willing to be a criminal for it. To take a risk. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. what is the actual you know, value if there were to be a case brought for somebody who was so angry about a flyer under their windshield that they you know, took somebody to small claims court? I mean, is it the value of the time that it took the person to remove the flyer <laughs> and put it in the nearest garbage can? I would go with what emotional if- distress. You know, or if it's someone stalking me, you know, <laughs> maybe that, it caused an accident. They didn't see it until far too late, and then, and then it, they it got in their it while eyes. driving. Yeah, sure. and they they got they died. It could be seems unlikely, <laughs> but it could happen. Okay, and, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because that's one of the things the Robin Hooders did. Yeah, they left their calling card. Right, but we would only leave them on the cars that we saved from getting a ticket. So we How do presumed you know? well because we. Uh, would normally walk right in front of the parking enforcer. Mm-hmm. So we knew where they were going because we were maybe 20 or 30 feet maximum in front of them. And so any meter that was expired that we reached before they could reach, we would put a coin in that meter and then drop the little calling card underneath the person's windshield wiper. And I'm, I am with you on this, Stephen. I find flyering cars to be a tacky thing to do. I don't support it. Like when... When activists would talk about flyering, let's go flyer downtown. Like, nah, I think that's not something you want to do. I think it's going to make people angry, generally, to find what I would consider trash. I would consider it uh, less than trespass, more littering. Here, like, you can throw this away. Yeah. yeah, this is garbage that this person now has to deal with. And that's so, like, I can totally understand where you're coming from, but 
the whole idea that we saved the person five or ten bucks made me feel like most people would appreciate it. And so that's why I was okay with leaving the Robin Hood calling cards and not anything else. What if it was money? What if you put a dollar bill underneath it? Yeah. I think most people would be okay with that. Yeah, right? but okay with it, but still a crime. It's still a tr- it's still some That's sort trespass. of a crime. Yeah, is it an actual trespass? I don't know if it's really like a trespass. You're on their property. I mean, you're touching it. You're yeah. you're modifying it. <sighs> Either way, it's not as fun as the trespass that Derek has been up to recently, where he's what? giving. Do you want to talk about that? Fake parking tickets. Oh Hold yeah, this is great. So you can order these on Amazon. I got like I don't know, hundred of them. Are these the karma bucks? tickets? No, no, no. They, they these look, look real. very real. You <laughs> really? can order, you know, they have all different kinds of parking tickets that you can give people. But it yeah. drives me nuts when I go and park into a, a spot and, you know, someone's like way over the line and then I can't get out. And it's so annoying, you know. So I, I keep these extra tickets in my car that I purchased just for this purpose. And it's got all the, the legit reasons. You $100 would think, you know? fine. <laughs> yeah. And they look totally real. It says like made out to the, you know, city parking. Like uh-huh. you must... Mail it here. But it doesn't say city of Portsmouth. No, it doesn't say exactly where it's from. But it's enough to fool people because I've I've like peeked out the window to check like when they're getting it. Like, oh, are they getting upset? And they're like, they're like, I didn't. And they like (laughs) check the curb. They check all around. Like, who gave this? And um, so I I advocate this. I think it's a fun thing to do. Totally harmless. Is there like a mailing address on there? Is there is there some company that's making money off of this? (laughs) No, I don't think so. What happens when you send a check to the address on the? uh, It's got to be just some like one two three fake street or something. You know, like it's just you haven't checked. No, (laughs) it's it's mainly used to prank our friends. Like. You put, like, okay. no overnight parking on their thing. They're like, what? I wasn't but here I, overnight. <laughs> I have given them out to people who are taking up two spaces yeah. or whatever, because what can you do to someone who's, they are, it's not a serious crime, but I want some way to get back at them, you know? Because yeah. they've they've harmed me a little bit. So I'm going to harm them back a little bit. It's totally harmless. You know, it's not like I'm causing them any money damages or anything it's just a little mental stress yeah that's all just a little bit of, maybe it caused think you again. some stress well maybe they'll think again you know yeah. they were hoping they wouldn't get caught they're like yeah i'm way over the line well, well yeah fix it. and you can't stand around and wait for the person to come back so this is a way to give them a message yeah and you can just leave it there and then go off and do what you were going to do exactly it, remi- it reminds me of the karma ticket which is, is like this again a ticket book that you could buy online and i don't remember if karma tickets were for good karma or bad karma, but probably both. something both. very similar. There's more coming up here. 855 450 free like freedom. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live has found that though U.S. financial institutions are prohibited from doing business with foreign gambling websites, it's not illegal for U.S. based internet users to gamble on those sites. People have been using VPNs or virtual private networks to connect to sites like games.bitcoin.com and play games with Bitcoin Cash. Games.bitcoin.com features poker, blackjack, roulette, craps, keno, slots, and dice. You can conduct your own investigation at games.bitcoin.com. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. You dial on in here toll-free at 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We've got the Discord on-air call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. If you want to jump in here and get on the air with us, you can talk about whatever is on your mind. We've been talking about sort of parking-related things. Uh, The story that brought all this up was an appeals court in the United States. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals has decided that 
government bureaucrats putting chalk on your tires is a violation of your rights. They say if they want to chalk your tires, they got to have a warrant to do that. And the odds that they're going to be able to get a warrant to do that seem pretty slim. So that's good news. And then we ended up talking about the violation ticket things here that uh, Derek J. Freeman has acquired on Amazon. They're just as real as the regular kind. They the kind that anyone else hands out. Yeah, I'm going to show the... Uh, actually, I don't think I've even turned the switcher on. Yeah, I, so I'm going to turn the switchers on. We'll wait till the uh, switcher gets over to the camera here. And that way our people watching the web feed can see exactly what these things look like. They're very nice. So I'm going to put this in front of Steven's camera here. You can see violation, real like red, bright red, bright yellow uh, coloring. So it's you know high contrast. It's easy. People are going to see this as they're coming up to their car. Oh, as soon as you see it on your window, I you're like, oh, oh, what man. happened? Right. And you know you're out 100 bucks or something. You're like, if you're oh, in a big I'm city, sure. Fight it and- Oh, I'm definitely going to fight this. One of my friends, Joel, said he was. Upset. Oh, and it even says a hundred dollar fine right on the right on the front of the ticket. Uh, offender notice: This violation has been issued to the registered owners of this vehicle. The violation has been issued for breaking city codes and or local parking ordinances. Yeah, it's. I mean, it sounds it's the same kind of text uh, that you would hear or see on a parking ticket, but thankfully, there's not actually a mailing address and if you read the small print it does say finally this ticket was issued by a concerned citizen and is not an actual fine this ticket is for entertainment purposes only so somebody that actually does their due diligence and reads all the fine print will know this is not a real ticket but uh it's definitely going to give somebody that feeling right i that think they're going to get the message sensation and you get to tell them why there's a check mark box it's right. like okay you know taking up two spots yep. or you know I don't know. It would be good to have a good one. Like, you know, oh, you're in a fire lane, man. Like, or you're double parking somebody. Like, these are actual. This should be ugly car. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's other. You can just write it in. I like this because it reduces the the perceived authority of the the people who normally hand these out. If anyone can hand these out, then you know who are they? Except for people with a button up shirt. Yeah, I think that's really important, and it's kind of part of what. You know, a lot of the activism has been here in Keene over the years is reducing the perceived authority of the people calling themselves government by laughing at them and by showing how ridiculous uh, they behave. I think you were commenting off there about their just constant ridiculous behavior here in Keene. And the the only difference between Keene and anywhere else is that we've shown it here. Like, we just point video cameras and then put the footage online or make movies like Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. They do all the work. Like, we couldn't have done the things that we've done without them acting like asses. And, you know, we just publicize it. That's the only difference. There's stupid bureaucracy and ignorance and rudeness in government bureaucrats, you know, all across the United States and across the world. It's just that the one thing we've been consistent at is showing people how ridiculous these people are. And I think that's so important. There's a whole category at Free Keen called Laugh at the Aggressors. Yeah. And that's because they hate it when you don't take them seriously. They want so badly for you to respect their so-called authority. Even if you are angry at them, I think they would prefer that because yeah. it's a form of respect. It's like this is an adversary you know, a worthy opponent that I am angry at. They're they're getting me so upset. They're under my skin. 
you know, they're affecting me. They have power over me. Right. They want that kind of but reaction. But when you're laughing at them, they have no power over you. Exactly. In fact, it reduces their power in general because if other people see you laughing at them or like if we're in the court and we're all sitting when the judge comes in. <laughs> he, he hates that. And right? other people even... see it. If other people see it. It damages their reputation. It damages the reputation of the, the entire court system because people can't understand. They're like, "What? Why wouldn't you stand? You're not standing for the judge." And then if, they don't say it out loud, but you know that's going through their head. And if you get enough people to do it, then the regular folk in the court will go along with you. So if you have, let's say, close to half of the courtroom, and they don't stand up for the robed person who enters the room. There's this sort of natural groupthink thing that goes on where other people aren't seeing anyone stand up, so they don't want to be the one that stands up, right? So they, they stay seated. I've seen it happen. In fact, it's so common in the Keene courts that the bailiffs have been instructed to handle things differently when we're in the room. They will just not say all rise anymore. They won't yeah, say it. It used to just be really that Judge Burke would enter and he would just say it, the first thing out of his mouth was just like, you may be seated. Yeah. I'm just, he was just like under his breath, you know, before anyone could say anything. Now, there is a new judge, uh, newish, like within the past couple of years. Oh. So I don't know if they're still doing this with the new judge, but with Burke, towards the end, every time we were in the courtroom, didn't matter if we were outnumbered. Hmm. They just wouldn't even say all rise. So no one would be given the chance to be seen staying seated since everyone would just stay seated. Because nobody's going to get up for the judge just because he walks in the door. It's that bellowing of, all rise that the the bailiff does that's the cue that's the signal to all the normal folks in the audience oh better stand up now or else we're gonna get arrested yeah they're shouting already yeah they must be angry right so in a way you were winning by showing the world that you aren't gonna stand up and so now they take that away so it was you, brilliant. You get the real win ultimately because now you don't have to stand up or anything like that. But well, you got to give them credit. Show it off. Yeah, you got to give them credit for thinking of that, right? Like they broke their, like, I mean, this is the way they operate in every court everywhere. The bailiff says, "All rise." Everyone stands up. The judge walks in. They've completely broken the tradition yeah. simply because people weren't going along with it anymore. So they're like, "All right, well, don't." This looks bad for us. Uh, just, just don't say it. Okay. I mean, Keen is outrageous. I remember yeah. Ademo hat backwards, sitting up on a, a one of those pew stands, you know, recording video with, you know, from his handheld. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't see that in any courtroom. So they no. they really pushed the envelope here. <laughs> so if you want to join the 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 show, you're welcome to. It's not all going to be reminiscing here, but it's. That's it's not really reminiscing. It's what's true today. It's because of the activists who did what they've done over all these years. It's changed things. And I think ultimately for the better in a lot of different ways. Although the city of Keene bureaucrats still continue to act like asses, like with a recent uh the story about the the Fa restaurant that opened up here in, in town called yeah. Fa Keen Great. Uh really cool name for a, a Fa restaurant. They acted just as ridiculous as they always had with that and targeted this lady telling her that that the name of her business was offensive and that she wasn't going to be able to put a sign up with the name of the business on it and then finally backing down three weeks later after a huge press 
uh, you know, uprising. The story went viral. They had like a line out the door the first day they opened. They right? did. And they, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I was actually there. It was it was fun. Cool. It's nice to uh, to do that. We're still working on getting them to take Bitcoin, but uh, hopefully that'll be the next big article about. Them. Oh yeah. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. What, once all the demand dies down, once the, you know they're they're probably all still swamped with people oh, going to the store. They're definitely busy. But I know yeah. one of the two owners wants to do it. Great. So that'll be that'll be cool. But my point being that like as many times as the city of Keene bureaucrats have looked like total asses in public, they just keep doing it. it. You know they haven't really learned their lesson yet. It doesn't seem. And unless unless there's a conspiracy theory, and that is that Ms. Dragon, the new city manager here in town, yeah. Uh, that she's actually really, really smart, and uh, and that she knew this was going to backfire. Knew she, which was going to backfire. The naming her threatening, thing? her threatening the owner uh-huh. over the name because it's their tenant. Uh huh. Maybe she's invested in fucking great, right? And she wanted to cause a big commotion so everyone would go there and support them and buy their shirts. At the very least, she's invested in that they're their tenant. They're mm-hmm. renting from the city, so maybe she knew. Oh, that if she made a big stink about this, it would get them a bunch of publicity for free. You'd think if she was that smart, she'd be running a business or something. <laughs> right. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You bring up what you want here. This is Free Talk Live. Would you... Hey, it's Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us here. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord on air call in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. So jump into any one of those and we'll join you and you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. Tonight in that studio, it's me, Ian. Derek J. Steven Zeiler. And uh, by the way, for listeners who are not familiar with the two of you, uh, you are also the founders and the, the main folks behind AnyPay. Yeah. Which I'm a huge fan of. In fact, uh, lots of people in the Keene area and Portsmouth. Uh, where you guys hail from these days, the sort of the western and the easternmost parts of New Hampshire, these are the two hotspots for using cryptocurrency in real life. And you can actually go to physical locations, actual mom and pop brick and mortar stores, and use like Dash or Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin Zcash and others. Um, the big one, the big three here in this area for retail are Dash. Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, I would say probably in that order would be my guess. Um, but there are other options that you can set up, especially if you're a retailer and you want to accept cryptocurrency. Didn't you guys just launch Zcash shielded transactions? Yeah, we've had Zcash for a while. Right. Um, but now we're, I believe, the only payment processor in the world that allows you to send a shielded Zcash transaction in a retail space. So like it's Zcash, uh, Z address to Z address is, is what it's called. So technical it, question. It, yeah. Does the retailer, does the business owner have to have a shielded Zcash address on the back end? Great question. No. Okay. So you can just have a regular Coinomi <laughs> wallet or whatever yeah. sort of Zcash address that you've got okay, on your mobile phone. A little more complicated address. to do the, the shielded stuff, right? right. Yeah. You got to be really into it. Well, basically. Not anymore. They've no? made it easier over the years. The you have to be half really into okay. it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but now you can use a normal transparent address. Yeah. And that way the customer it can still retain privacy. Right. It's, yeah. it's much harder to track where they're going and how they're spending their That's money. That's so cool. Yeah. So the customer, this money, for um, the general public... The effect is you're using this money that just poofs into existence and then poofs out of existence when you're mm-hmm. done using it. 
So it's the most private digital cash you could possibly have. It's the most like cash. Is it better than Monero? Well, they're similar. Oh, they have a lot okay. of similar qualities. Okay. Because so, I know I, I like Monero just because I see it on the darknet sites and I'm yeah. like, oh, it's got to be good. You know, yeah. the darknet's taking it. Well, there's a thing about cryptography which says the longer it's been around, the more trustable it is. Mm-hmm. And Monero has been around longer, at least it's, it would just hit its five-year anniversary since the, wow. the fork that spawned Monero. Mm-hmm. Um, but was it Ma- a fork? I thought Monero was its own, like, they cooked up their own thing. Well, actually, it was it was a fork of something called Bit Monero, uh-huh. which was the progenitor. And Bit Monero had this secret backdoor that allowed the, the founders to really? secretly mine a bunch of extra coins. Naughty, but within, within, like, a few days... that. The community found out, and they forked, and that nice. became Monero. I did not know so that. So Monero is really history. great. It has a great history. Zcash has a lot of awesome mathematicians behind it, mm-hmm. and it is it's a, a different crowd. It's supposedly mathematically more secure. Really? Yeah. Like you're right. Monero is all over the dark net. You never see that. You do see it on uh, Open Bazaar, which is a, mm-hmm. an online marketplace where people can buy all kinds of things, and Zcash is there. Okay. Monero is not, but. Um, they they go about their privacy in two different ways. Yeah, I think they're both very very respected, from what I can tell. Like the yeah. two best of all of the different privacy cryptos out there. And now you can take it through AnyPay. So if you haven't done this yet, you can go to their new website, HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. What is it? Four steps. I mean, it's one, yeah. two, three. So easy to get this thing started. All you do is you, uh, you, well, first, make sure you have a cryptocurrency wallet. We recommend Edge Wallet. It's a great one. Uh, but there's a bunch of those out there. You get your crypto wallet. You sign up over it. Uh, HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. Username and password. That's it. That's all you need. You don't need. even need that, anymore. that no. anymore. No. Are you serious? Yeah, we made it easier. Yeah, no how do you get into this? How do you, what? There's how? a quick start button. So you just download AnyPay. You yeah. find it in the Google Play or uh Apple App Store, AnyPay is what it's called. Yeah. You hit one button, quick start, and then just type what or you, you paste s- your select, Bitcoin Cash address. Yeah. Paste an address and you're in. Okay, but that's it. I got to ask you all these things on the air now since I've discovered this on the air. Um, if you're doing a quick start, how do you then? Let's say the the tablet smashes onto the ground after you've already received you know a few hundred dollars worth of it already uh, went to those addresses where you were sending all it. the money's in your wallet already. It it's, doesn't go into the the cash register app. Right. So then, in that case, you would just quick start again, and no account necessary. If you want, you can also add an account after you quick start. So, uh, so we, we reversed it, where you can you don't need an account because oh my God. people people in the Bitcoin <laughs> cash world. We're like, we're not going to use this. We don't want to put in an email address. Yeah, even though we wow. said we said it can be a fake email address. Yeah, you know, as they, soon they as they got to it. the register screen where it was like, oh, put in an email and create a password. They're like, I'm no, done. no, <laughs> yep, no way. This is this uh-uh. is too much. So, but they're right. You know, it should I be feel violated. It's amazing. It's amazing because I I was like. I thought it was too easy to to get into this, and now it's you're even too it even hard. Easier. Now uh, we yeah. want to make it where you just type in your phone number and uh-huh. then you're ready to go, okay. and you have like tons of addresses set because it like it'll connect to Coin Text or something like that, which is another cool. As- There's so many cool aspects about uh, HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com, and now it's even easier than I was saying that it was. So it's good <laughs> to know that. Thanks for coming here and updating me on how this process continues to get. Uh, just as easy as it possibly can be. Go to HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com and get started with that. Or miss out, because right now, as I mentioned when you guys showed up here, I think tonight, the price of a Bitcoin today hit over 5,600 U.S. dollars per Bitcoin. And that's a, you know, if this were October of 2017, 
we would be at a record high. Now, Bitcoin did set a record high in December of 2017 at around $19,000. But this is an incredibly high point in the whole history of Bitcoin. The entire 10 years that Bitcoin has been around, it's only ever been, you know, the first time it was at uh, 5,500 or whatever was in the middle of October of 2017. So, you know, people that look at the price and talk about the bubble and that we're, you know, it's, it's, it's tumbling down and all that. Yeah, it's tumbled down to what was a record high in 2017. You know, this is incredible. Uh, the price you could also Bitcoin. look at it as the S&P 500 is near an all-time low. Is that right? Well, compared to Bitcoin. Uh, and because as Bitcoin becomes the, the global unit of account, mm-hmm. prices will be denominated in terms of Bitcoin, not Bitcoin denominated in other prices. Right. So you'll oh, look be at, awesome. People will be like, wow, the, the price of housing is actually going down a lot, not going up. Compared to Bitcoin. Right. So if you're, <laughs> if you're living in the compare everything to Bitcoin world, then you have a, a, a different viewpoint on what prices are. And if it's correct, then you're going to end up profiting a lot. You can learn more about all of that. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. Let's go to the phones here. Sarah is on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, so today, a postal carrier got shot and killed by oh, a no. teenager. Where? Um, on the west side here in Albuquerque. Okay. What What's so, the story? I mean, I mean you, do you know why this? I mean, you, teenagers don't normally just go around shooting postal carriers. Was there a fight? I mean, he was delivering mail, and uh, mm-hmm. he, the teenager was fighting with his mother, like domestic dispute. So the postal carrier, he intervened to stop the fighting, and then he came to attack the postal carrier, physically assault him. So he pepper sprayed him, and, and then he came back with a gun and shot him to death. So the, the postal, postal officer pepper sprayed the teenager, and then the teenager shot in response? Right. Okay. Yeah, he turned. Around, he grabbed the gun, came out, and shot him. I guess the carrier should have been carrying a gun, huh? Probably not allowed. Uh, well, I, I think they're only, they're only allowed to carry a pepper spray. But um, but do you see why I feel that we need gun control? No, I don't see that. <laughs> it seems to me like the postal service should be allowing its carriers to pack heat. I mean, I mean, if they do that, there's going to be more gun violence. Why? Are you don't saying you the postal so? carriers like are dangerous people and you don't want them to be armed? Well, do you think uh, do you think he should have turned, pulled out a gun and shot the kid? You know, is that what uh, both of them shot? Well, I don't know what happened before the... You know, I don't know what, what transpired. It but sounds in, like he escalated the violence. According to the story you just told, Sarah, the kid was fighting with his mom, not a postal carrier right. problem, but he decided to intervene. With pepper spray, which but, escalates the use of force, right? No, no, he intervened. He tried to stop them physically, and then the kid came out to assault the guy. Well, if, he, if the kid wasn't using pepper spray, then the postal carrier escalated the use of force. So, just to be clear, kid's fighting with his mom. Postal carrier gets involved to try to break it up. Um, right. Then, in the fracas, postal carrier pulls out... A, a wet pepper spray and uses it pepper against spray. the teenager. This guy sounds dumb. 
postal carrier getting involved in a domestic dispute. He's not trained for that. He doesn't know. Well, I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with stepping in a uh, you know a violent fight and trying to stop a fight from happening. Well, I mean, unless you get shot. Well, obviously, wrong there's for risks. You. There are obviously risks involved in in doing that. But uh, Sarah, thanks for the call tonight. And no, I don't think gun controls the answer here. Eight fifty five four fifty free like freedom. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Although if that postal carrier had a gun on his hip and walked up, that might have stopped the fight without him having to even touch it. Don't you hate that feeling in the pit of your stomach when the police pull you over? Most people have no idea how to handle it properly, and they promptly get fed into the municipal fee-generating meat grinder. Or maybe you recall that feeling you get when you go to the mailbox and see one or more letters from the IRS. You get a sense of impending doom, don't you? So let me ask you, if you could learn how to use the law to beat the IRS, traffic tickets, almost any courtroom scenario, collectors, credit card debt, and even mortgage debt because of fraud perpetrated against you, would that be worth knowing about? Don't laugh. Investigate. Check out the life-changing benefits of the Lighthouse Law Club at their website, lighthouselaw.club. That's lighthouselaw.club. And while you're at it, visit the Lighthouse Law Club YouTube channel. You might be in for a pleasant surprise. Free Talk Live. Hey, it is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. Our number is 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, that's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And with you in the studio here tonight, it's Ian. Dirk J. Steven Zeiler. Steven, are you ready to talk about CRISPR? CRISPR is cool. It sounds like something I'm going to get at Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know, it sounds like a, a sandwich. It's a drawer in your refrigerator. Yeah. If you want genetically modified chickens, <laughs> then you'll be having CRISPR at your Kentucky Fried Chicken. And actually, one thing they just came out with. So CRISPR is a pattern in uh, the DNA that can be manipulated and it will... it. It's an acronym, right? C-R-I-S-P-R? Yeah, it's like a type. Yeah, C-R-I-S-P-R. And it's a, I believe it's a clustering of DNA information that is easily detected and then replaced with other DNA. So, and they can so apply... it's like a chunk of DNA that you can substitute with other DNA? I think that's kind of how it works. And it's a technique for performing this substitution. And so, like... Live. Well, something's alive, like you can do it... Or in like the cells when they're when they're replicating uh-huh. to become a new thing, like they can um, they can take chicken cells and then replace some of the DNA in them so that they're hypoallergenic. Huh. Like what does people, that mean? It means that like an allergen that may cause some kind of inflammation in a person when they eat an egg if they're allergic to eggs. Well, they can remove that part. Wow. Oh, good. Does that mean they can make peanuts so they don't uh, make people allergic? <laughs> Can you have that, a That is exactly peanut? what they're, they're they're thinking about, and doing this for all kinds of stuff, and making like plants drug resistant or like insect resistant. Or uh, there has to be a major luddite pushback against this. Have you heard? Are there like the anti CRISPRs who have come out and are <laughs> protesting this thing? Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, but the idea is that you could edit all kinds of organisms, and they've even been cross composing different like fish with monkeys and stuff and like adding what? genes from one to another 
Wow. Pretty What's crazy. the benefit of fish and monkey? Crazy, crazy food? animals. It could oh. be delicious. It could have... <laughs> It could be terrifying, you know, who, who knows? Or you take some sort of aspect of, you know, a fish and then make it so that some other animal has that same aspect, uh, whatever that might be. I don't know what or, that is. Or like you, four second memory span. They had like um, corn where they, they modified the corn DNA to grow um, HIV medication. Wow. Wow. So the corn grows the medication for so people it, with AIDS? Yeah, that's right. So it would just, um, it just grows in the corn and then they can like extract it right out of the corn. And they so can modify cool. all kinds of cells, including human cells. This is incredible. I mean, and this is just scratching the surface, right? I mean, this is a relatively new technology. I Well, I've they seen... like the, the, the conspiracy is that they'd like you to think that it's relatively new, but uh-huh. it's been going on for a long time, like perhaps a hundred years. What? And there have been all kinds of experiments. Really? Yeah, but now it's coming now out. Better of course, like with technology that they want to keep hidden, they wait a mm-hmm. long time to really tell the mainstream. I mean, this was like on the mainstream news. What what brought you into it? How did you find out about it? I've been following along for the last couple of years about it, but it was mm-hmm. on Hacker News today, um, an article about hypoallergenic eggs where they're modifying chicken DNA. Now, aren't there people who are body hackers or like, like there's like the hacking thing that people do to themselves? Biohacking. Biohacking. That's what it is. These guys are totally going to be into this. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're already hacking their own bodies to try to change their right. skin or their Or eyes. live longer. That's one of them. Yeah. Um, all, all kinds of things. Trying to change their heart cells to, to work stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically Sounds upgrading fun. upgrading your body with the, these. Now, I mean, is there like a device? How do they go about doing it? Or do they like extract blood and then change the blood and then in- inject it back into you? Like what's, do you know anything about the process? I know, I think that they inject proteins into the cells directly uh-huh. or they, they put things into the, the bloodstream that can penetrate the cells and then... Hmm. Um, then it, it finds these clusterings of DNA that are match, and then like it can just replace. I don't know exactly. I'll it would learn seem more like an about enzyme. it. Wouldn't that? It's not like an enzyme's job to go around the. That's right. Yeah, the cells and modify things. Yeah, I think the end game, really, what they're doing is trying to have undying human bodies. Mm. Right, That'd everlasting. Wouldn't life. that be nice? Yeah, undying, not undead. Maybe. <laughs> Undead implies that you were dead, right? And you're yeah, and you become now. undead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they were going for just not dead. <laughs> it wouldn't be impenetrable bodies. Like you could still get your head severed by some freak accident or run into run into by a bus. That's not going to imagine save you in that circumstance. But the natural death could be eliminated. Is the idea adamantium lined spines? It could be coming. Yeah. They're probably working on the head replacement part too. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty cool. I uh, CRISPR. So I imagine one could just Google CRISPR, C R I S P R, and learn all about. Yeah, that what sort would of you thing. have changed in your DNA? You know, I've I've kind of uh, when I was younger, I liked the idea of of living forever, and uh, I don't know if I really want to live forever, uh, but it'd be nice to extend life until the point where I'm tired of it. You know, like yeah. to be able to just say, okay, I've had enough. I think most people get that. When I see old people who are really old, they all seem to be they're like, done. after 80s or something, they're like, yeah, I did it all. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty satisfied, yeah. you know? 
Not that I'm looking to die, but eh, I feel like it's okay. I, yeah, it's all right. Accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Right. I think Derek J would get so that his hair doesn't grow on his body. Definitely, yes. Are I you really obsessed with removing all kinds of hairs? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time doing it. I've spent a lot of money doing it. Yep. And I know I'm not the only one. There are a lot of people out there who... I Laser hair removal has come down a lot, you know, in terms really? of price. So it's pretty easy to get, like, basically your whole body lasered. And does it go away and forever if you laser it, or is it, like, goes basic, away for longer? A long, long time. So basically, I mean... Yeah, Some of the follicles so, are just obliterated. Really? They're yeah. gone. They don't come back. I got it on my face. Uh-huh. So, so you don't ever shave? I, I'm still... I have a few left to go, but okay. I barely have to shave at all. Wow. Yeah. It's nice. It saves a lot of time. But what if you decided later that you wanted a beard? I don't want pro- it. Okay. I know. <laughs> I, do, I know deep inside. I don't want a beard. That's okay, always that's the question. And I think also it wasn't very good to start with my beard DNA. Mm-hmm. Not, not good. So Sp- I, Was it patchy? But, you know, if I want, I'll just get some crisper, throw it in, and I'll get add a beard. It back. Bring it back. Yeah, add it back. Yeah, they should just... CRISPR should be in pill form, uh-huh. you know, so that it's like you've got a jar of pills for a good beard, uh-huh. jar, <laughs> jar of pills to remove all your leg hair. Isn't that what people want? That's what people want. They want to be able to just pop a pill and have a thing happen. Yeah, right? skip the pill. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't make it easier, but I don't want to even do that. That's too much work. Oh, they'll figure it out. Have it yeah. put in your water like fluoride. I think it should be in songs. <laughs> it should be like through waves in the air. That so you just can like listen pen- to CRISPR. Yeah, you know, you just put it on in the background. You don't even hear it. It's like white noise. And then and it's programming you. It's, it's reprogramming your body. Modifying all your genes. That yeah, sounds so really dangerous. So it modifies dangerous. a cell and as that cell reproduces, the new cell's has DNA that. has the new DNA. It's probably already happening now that I think of it. I mean, it, have you heard of the experiments that they do with uh, plants where... They'll have plants that are listening to Mozart yes. versus plants that are listening to Metallica or something. Or nothing at all. Or nothing, right. yeah, as a um, test group. And the plants that are listening to Mozart, for some reason, do a lot better and produce more fruit and all of that. <laughs> so I'm sure that they can do CRISPR through the waves the same way as we do music. It's, it's all That's affecting That's a scary us. idea, right? Like if, you, if all you had to do was have sound waves uh, pointed at people to you modify their DNA. You could use it as a DNA, weapon. Yeah, yeah. That, the government's going to be What if that. they modified your blood to like release DMT or something? Whoa. <laughs> that could be really distracting. That's <laughs> the adjective you think of. I wouldn't be able to get anything done. Like if yeah. my blood was flowing with DMT constantly, it would just be really hard to do anything. You know? Yeah. For listeners that don't know, DMT is a uh, highly psychedelic uh, hallucinogen. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. It's fun in short doses. It's a good thing it only lasts for, you know, five to ten minutes. Because if it were longer than that, it would be pretty intense. It's intense for five minutes. Uh, more coming up here. Our number is 855-450-FREE. If you want to join us, 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. And we've also got the Discord on-air call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want here. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We've got the Discord on-air call-in lines 
over at discord.lrn.fm. So hop into one of those rooms. We'll get you on the air with us here. Ian, Derek, and Stephen in the studio here tonight. And, of course, you can bring up whatever you want. We were talking about technology uh, to some extent with CRISPR, the ability to actually edit DNA, as I understand it. And I'm not saying I understand it that well, uh, but Stephen is definitely into it. And, of course, you can call in about anything that you want. Um, Wired Magazine had a piece recently by Emma Lanzo about platforms like you know, YouTube, Facebook, these mega corporate internet platforms demanding centralized censorship. And that's not a good thing. The story here, again from Wired, in the aftermath of the horrific attacks at the Alnur Mosque and Linwood Islamic Center in Christchurch, New Zealand, internet companies faced intense scrutiny over their efforts to control the proliferation of the shooter's propaganda. Responding to many questions about the speed of their reaction and the continued availability of the shooting video, several companies published posts or gave interviews that revealed new information about their content moderation efforts and capacity to respond to such a high-profile incident. This kind of transparency and information sharing from these companies is a positive development if we're going to have coherent discussions about the future of our information environment, we, the public, policymakers, the media, website operators, need to understand the technical realities and policy dynamics that shape the response to the Christchurch massacre. But some of these responses have also included ideas that point in a disturbing direction toward increasingly centralized and opaque censorship of the global Internet. Before we go on, uh, just talking about the Christchurch shooting video... Did either of you happen to see it? Yeah. Sadly, no, I didn't see it. Um, Why is that sad? Because I tried to find it. Oh, uh, but it was censored? I couldn't find it. And I couldn't find the the white paper either. Really? There's a whole wide internet out there. Like, would you do like three seconds I of searching? I didn't look that hard, okay. but I, you know, I, would, I wanted to find it easily. Yeah. it's The white paper is easier to find if you know the name of the paper, and I forget what it is at mm. the moment, but it had a certain title. Um, so like shooting or searching for a New Zealand shooter white paper, you'll probably dig around and then eventually you'll be able to find the name of it. And then if you search for the name of it, you'll probably find the PDF of that. I actually found a site that was trying to charge a dollar. Nice. To, uh, to let you download the, the PDF. Uh, but we posted it on our Discord server. So when it was all going down, we posted the, the white paper. We posted the link to uh, the video that was posted. And, you know, it's a horrifying video. I mean, it's, it's innocent, peace, peaceful people being slaughtered uh, by some lunatic with, uh, with, a, with a rifle. So and, am, am I the only one who thinks that it's kind of a good thing that these companies want to strengthen their censorship? Hear no. me out. Why? Because that which you resist persists and grows mm. stronger. And so the more these people and companies try to censor what you and others are able to see and say, the stronger your ability to break through it becomes. Like, out of this, maybe it was slightly before, but when I realized about this uh, tool called Dissenter, have you heard of this? I've not. What is it? Okay, so Dissenter is like this add-on to Firefox or Chrome or whatever that lets you see comments section on articles that have been blocked. So you go to Wait. a website on Wired or New York Times and it says, oh, comments disabled. Uh-huh. No, no. 
you turn on Dissenter and there's a whole bunch of comments that people are already talking about what's going on in this story. They're saying whatever they want and it's uncensorable. Hold on. So are the comments stored in Dissenter's database? Yeah. So Dissenter is like this other app and it's it's like a censorship resistant app where the whole huh. idea is you can say whatever you want. Wow. So from this censorship comes tools that make censorship impossible. Do you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I do see what you're saying. And it's a good People thing. are rising to the occasion. The more they try and, and Clamp what, down. what is it, grip the sand, yeah. the more the sand falls out of their fingers. Hmm. True. And However, if, if they go after this dissenter app, they'll push it further into the blockchain where they have, you know, in a distributed database where mm-hmm. people are paying a little bit to just have it in there forever. But you were not able to find the video, and you were looking for it. So, I mean, I see what you're saying, Derek, but, I mean, isn't Stephen an example? I mean, he's not, a, when it comes to the internet, inexperienced. He's lazy. <laughs> yeah, definitely lazy. Yeah. He was like, I'll do one Google search. <laughs> Look I, at the top I three results. I was like, results. oh, I can't find it. How about porn? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, all you had to do was ask Derek, and he would have shown you the, the video. But yeah, I think I've, yeah, I've He got... wouldn't show me. Oh. Uh, well, it's not really a turn on. Yeah, it's I not imagine. a it's not a good video. Yeah. No, but a- actually not being able to find it made me trust the search engines and the media even less. Mm. It's mm-hmm. like you know it's there. Give me the news. Like right. show me what happened you or is it find this all this. made up? Right. I, You're searching for it because you want to find it. what they're saying now. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not letting you. Yeah, I don't want them molding my version of reality. That's not fair. I don't think that's good. Well, the more alternatives that are available, the better. And the more upset people are at these big platforms, that's certainly a good thing, right? Like, if people catch wind that they're not able to see the things they want to see on these places where they're spending all their time, maybe they'll stop spending their time on those places and Mm -hmm. go elsewhere. I just realized, I think that Dissenter is a byproduct of Gab. Have you heard of Gab? Which is a byproduct of alternative platform to... Yeah, Twitter, basically. It's basically it's, Twitter, but for people who've been kicked off Twitter. Yeah. So if... And now they booted Chris Cantwell off a of gab. Yeah. So it's <laughs> imagine how hardcore it's going to get now. So I just think, like, the more these places censor, the more censorship-resistant things are created. I think so that's, that's go a fair for it. Point. Do it. Yeah, keep trying to censor, guys. <sighs> You're only know. hurting yourselves. Yeah, I don't know if I... I, I don't... While I don't disagree with you, I at the same time don't want to cheer on censorship. Well, I, I do. It's it puts not me in government censorship. Position. True. Well, for the people who don't find their way outside of the censorship, it's hurting them. Like all the people who aren't going to go out of their way to find a thing like dissenter or whatnot, it's hurting them. But that's where they are, and they're just they're they're going to be not stuck ready in to that. be outside of that anyway. They're going to be stuck right? in it forever. They're going to be using the dollar too when it's worth like less than a penny. Yeah. Well, they're uh, still using pennies. They're still using pennies. Yeah. Uh, A little bit more here from this story. So let's see. Uh, Some of the responses have included ideas that point in a disturbing direction towards increasingly centralized and opaque censorship of the global Internet. Facebook, for example, describes plans for an expanded role for the Global Internet Forum to counter terrorism or GIFTK. You need an echo feature for that. Oh, yeah. The Global Internet I actually have those features on this board. I just, I've never really spent the time to uh, to learn how to use them. The GIFT is an industry-led self-regulatory effort launched in 2017 by Facebook, Microsoft, Twitter, and YouTube. Four of the worst of the worst. 
One of its flagship products is a shared database of hashes of files identified by the participating companies to be, quote, extreme and egregious terrorist content. Oh, no. So basically, they're sharing their blocking database at this point. And uh, you can share your thoughts with us. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Do you support increased censorship? It's free time. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. Also, our Discord on-air call-in line rooms they are open and available to you over at discord.lrn.fm. As we continue, Ian, Derek, and Stephen here in the studio. And I want you to check out liberty.menu. For a long time, libertarians, voluntarists, liberty-loving anarchists, have been asking for Liberty.menu, but they didn't get it until just last year. Like There were a couple of attempts at different sites that tried to do what Liberty.menu did, and they just never got it right. Liberty.menu got it right. It's super easy to use. It's a business directory, basically. And you can also list your digital content that you create there, as well as uh, the events that you might be involved in or you're trying to help promote. Uh, and other liberty-minded folks, people who reject the initiation of force and agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle, will see what you put up there. And then maybe you'll get some new business from somebody that didn't know you existed before they went to liberty.menu. And it's free to do it. So do you not want free publicity for the thing that you do? you got to go over to liberty.menu and try it out. Free to do. Free to list more than one thing. So it's not like there's a limit. You can put a few different things up there. No problem. If you want to upgrade, there are some upgrades available. Uh, but it's free at the base level. And you can use code FTL to get a special Free Talk Live listener badge over at liberty.menu. As- well, it's not free for everyone. You can't use it if you are you don't agree with the non-aggression principle. That's true. Yep, no. that's true. It probably is that a- right? Is yeah, that on the right. site? I believe right you have to... to pass some sort of test or whatever you have to check off or whatever certify that you uh you support the non-aggression it's That's in the spirit cool. of the bipcot no gov license yeah it's a pretty cool site they've done a really good job with it liberty.menu check that out uh question in the chat room the twitch chat for you derek J from rev he says what other social media are you on i've heard of you from the victimless crime spree Oh, cool. So how can one who is following or listening to this show and is liking what you're saying, how can they follow more from Derek J. Freeman? Uh, the DerekJ.com is probably the easiest place to link to. Does that link to got, you to the Twitter? Yeah, and It's got my Twitter and Facebook and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And people can connect with me. Are you on Mastodon? No, but I should be. You know, I've been meaning to for <sighs> Mr. the Mr. Decentralized. Time. I know. Well, I don't claim to be big. But yeah, anyway, yeah, no, it's really cool. Yeah, I've it's a used cool platform. It. It's neat. It's good. Yeah. They did a good job. I think I made an account, and mm-hmm. I just I haven't done the work of actually making it nice and good. Like there's, setting a, it up. there's a server called Liberdon. Yeah, that's the one. Which is the libertarian server. Because for listeners that don't know, Mastodon is an open source platform that has uh, essentially aped 
ripped off, knocked off the the Twitter platform. Basically, mm-hmm. they they've got the same thing with the hashtags and the at symbols, and the whole structure of it is is very similar, but it's decentralized. And federated is the term. So each person who wants to run one of these servers can determine which other servers that they connect to. So if Chris Cantwell launches a Nazi server, you can choose to not allow that server to be searched from your server. You can essentially you know, engage in server ostracism uh, with the servers that you don't want to connect to. And so that's the way you, 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 know, you have control over your server and you could put whatever rules you want on there. So the default Mastodon server is run by some probably commie socialist types in uh, Germany and France. And they follow all the German and French rules about no free speech and all that nonsense. And so you don't want to be there if you care about free speech. You don't want to be on the default server. You want to choose one of the other alternatives. And there are thousands of servers out there with Mastodon. So Mastodon pretty is cool. pretty cool. But really, where I spend most of my time, social media is probably Twitter. Yeah, you see, I see you on there here and there, doing yeah, Twitter. I'm retweeting all the time. Derek J or comments. what was it? Derek J dot me. It's Derek J me. D e r r i c k j m e is my dot, Twitter. No, oh, okay. It. But what was the website? Oh, the Derek J dot com. The so, Derek J dot com. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I knew you used to have a dot me, and so you kind of changed it up. Yeah, time. it was too hard. People can't do dot me. They kidding? don't understand it, huh? Come on. No, that's they not. I don't a, think that's it's a, a website thing. at all. That I, is one of the problems with these uh, creative uh, domain TLDs. It's dot com or nothing. That's what I've learned. You might be right about that. Yeah, I've been using memo dot cash to post tweets. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it it looks just like Twitter. It's like the a poor man's Twitter, but it posts everything in the Bitcoin Cash chain, so that it's truly uncensorable. Sweet. Um, so if you can, it get, is if, censorable. Well, you see, this is the interesting thing. It's it's different from federated, where you have different servers with different content. Mm-hmm. In this case, everyone has all the content, but you could build a thing that like keeps fil- out filters stuff. out stuff. Filter, like, yeah. You have that YouTube list of hashes that you were talking about with the bad content that right. they have. You could filter out the stuff um, from memo.cash. But if you get a full node of Bitcoin. You got then it all. You got it all, yeah. All right. We can get back into uh, censorship and all that here in a moment. We actually have Ken on the line. He's calling from Alaska, listening in, I believe, Anchorage to KBYR. Hey, Ken. Hello. Hey, welcome. I'm, I'm actually I'm not listening right now. I usually I live in Talkeetna, which is 100 miles north of Anchorage. Okay, because I, I was going to say, I didn't think that we were live at this time of day uh, on KBYR. So you've listened at other times, and you called us while we were live. Very good. What's on your mind tonight? I listen at like from one in the morning until three, four. Sweet. Um, so, um, well, I called about the definition of freedom. All right. And I like your guys' show. I really do. Mm-hmm. But Thank you. the one that, you know, the, the anarchy thing, anarchy is not good. I mean, you can't have a society with anarchy. You don't have civil society. When you have anarchy, you've lost your civil society. I mean, can we agree on that? Well, I'm not an anarchist, so I'm not going to defend uh, anarchy, but I don't know about my two co-hosts tonight, so maybe one of them is. Right. Well, since uh, we're talking well, about definitions, I I, just, it sounds like we have a different... Fine, I'm sorry, Ken. Are you? Would you define yourself as an anarchist? Yeah, I would. Because, okay. No, and I, I, think I would we, not. No, I'm not oh. asking. I'm sorry, Ken. I was asking Derek, who's sitting here. Ken, oh. I, I, have okay. a, I, I might have a different um, perception of the word than you, and we might actually agree more than we disagree about... You know what uh, a good society to live in would look like, 
But I, I see anarchy in my life all over the place, especially in my relationships. No one tells me, you know, how to dress or who to talk to or who I can date. And well, in marriage, freedom more than anarchy. Anarchy is the breakdown of a civil society. That's when you lose your laws. You, I mean, you, everything collapses. Hmm. Yeah. See, I, I just I see it differently because in what we call a law society, like with the government, I see less law there than in a society without a government. There, there's a a sort of natural law to the world. Like you leave each other yeah. alone, you keep your hands to yourself, you don't touch other people's property, they leave you alone. That I sort totally of thing, right? Agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And and you know what? Don't get me wrong. I think that we are so close to a point where we need to go back and follow in the founders' footsteps as they did in the revolution to, uh, or, I mean, in the Civil War, to crush the tyranny that was King George and his agents of tyranny, governors and stuff. We need, Washington has become, to you and I, exactly what King George was to the founders. And we don't have much time left before we will be forced to fight a civil war. I think we need to fight it on our own terms, which would be good with someone like Trump in the White right. House. I want to stop you right there. And type or, or Ken, a, before you go Hillary on, Clinton type. I, I want to know more about this civil war. This is an idea that some other callers have brought up. Some people seem to really you know, buy this concept that there's going to be some kind of other civil war. We're going to be forced into it or we're going to be disarmed and made into slaves. You can, when you, you can, say I mean, civil war, though, I mean, who do you envision would be the sides in the civil war? What are the different well, uh, sides in the conflict? Good versus evil. Well, who's, everybody who's thinks they're good. Babies? No, no, no. There's, there's, a, there's a clear difference. Most people no who are doing what we would consider evil are under the belief that they're doing good. They believe, well, you know. I know they are. Sure they are. Hitler thought he was doing good, but he wasn't. Let's face it. Um, well, I agree with you there, uh, but um, you know, you can't square off the world as evil versus good because everybody you ask is going to think certain people are evil who you think are good, and and vice versa. I'd like to explore this a little further with you, though, if you don't mind. So stand by, Ken. We can continue here because he's he's hit on this uh, concern with the word anarchy and anarchist, and it's a common concern, Derek. And this is why you know some people don't want the the label to be applied to them because there's all these preconceived notions of bomb throwing and danger that surround anarchy. Uh, we can continue the discussion. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free and join us here. The number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We do have the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms as well over at discord.lrn.fm. And in less than two months from now, it will be time for ForkFest 2019. That's right, the third year of the decentralized Libertarian Camping Festival in the beautiful uh, White Mountains of New Hampshire at Rogers Campground. You're Woo! number three. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. You guys are going to be there again all week. That's right. Even more this time. That's right. I'm very excited about that. With and the nightclub. Tell me oh more about my that. God. 
It has the greatest sound of anywhere around. We're pretty sure that because you had some pretty badass speakers the first yeah, year. Yeah, but Fork I have Fest. like way more now. Oh my god! And I'm pretty sure it's the best sound anywhere out like north of Boston between here and Montreal. All right, there, Montreal. I believe it. Uh, it's cool. So it, I'm going to be playing loungy, chill music most nights. You DJ. Yeah, I do DJ. That's cool. And then so one or two of the nights is going to be more dancey. And then mm-hmm. on Monday night, of course, is the the Pirates Big Gay Somalia Road Building Party. That's a mouthful. Disco. Disco, right. <laughs> so it's going to be a, a, a blast. But so wait, is someone going to build a road as well or is it just the name of the party? Because the Rogers Campground could use some fixing the roads. <laughs> I didn't know if that's what you had in mind. Maybe. <laughs> Doesn't sound like much of a party, though, to build roads. It's a disco. But you changed the name from Big Gay Dance Party because it was called the Big Gay Dance Party. And it yeah. was going to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But some things changed. Your inspiration changed, as I understand it. And uh, you've moved that party to Forkfest. That, that's right. Well, I, I, I've been trying to realize who are the people that I like the most who I think are doing the greatest for liberty mm-hmm. and how do I support them and how do I give my energy to them and those people are uncompromising and they don't like to to follow the rules and dictates of others when they don't think that they're correct the people that you find at fork fest the people who forked off mm-hmm. and uh, initially created Fork Fest, but would, which I believe will one day be called the New Hampshire Freedom Festival. You can start calling it that now, right? If you so want. Uh, <laughs> I like it more, okay. and um, and so I want to I want to give my awesome musical production ability to that. All right, cool. I'm excited um, because for those that aren't familiar, the Big Gay Dance Party was. I would say one of the hallmark showpiece events of the Porcupine Freedom Festival for what I believe was six years running straight. Um, Everyone was talking about it every day up until it happened. Yeah. You know, as soon as you got there, oh, you're going to be at the big gay dance party. Right. You know, that was all anyone talked about. It was what, uh, you know, everyone was looking forward to. It's a it was a great excuse for people to, you know, let loose, have uh, have a lot of fun and, uh, you know. It was a relatively, you know, safe event, all things considered. It's a big draw. Just fun stuff. You got to dress up, look silly, you know, that kind of thing, and, and have fun dancing. And attracted was, degenerates. Right. The good kind. Um, and there were uh, contests. There was the Miss Porcupole contest as well. And mm-hmm. so, like, people would do pole dancing competition and uh, lots of, you know, great pictures. And even, I think... I think Vice came out one year yes. and actually wrote an article about the Big Gay Dance Party. And I know that you used to host a show on LRN.FM called Prometheus Unchained, and then it became Flaming Freedom. Right. And and there was like one year where Buzz, who was the original founder of the Big Gay Dance Party, she had to like take some time off, and so she couldn't host it. Oh, and yeah, so there was you a Flaming Freedom yeah. uh, <laughs> through the Big Gay Dance Party right. one year. So it, people thought it was so important. They wanted to continue the party, even though the original founder wasn't there that one year. And then she came back and kind of took the torch back, and uh, and it retired. I think the last year was 2015. So it's been not quite half a decade, but it's been a few years That's since right. there's been one of these things. But well, it is so important that someone who knows how to throw a big gay party does it for the libertarians in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And But it's also important to do that at Forkfest. Yes. Because we want to bring all the great energy to Forkfest, of course. Forkfest.party. So now the Big Gay Dance Party or whatever the longer yeah, big term gay dance was. Party. Uh that uh, that's going to be the sort of the 
I guess the apex or the the end. It'll be the the final night, probably the the biggest night of Forkfest. Usually the last night's the, the biggest night. Um, so that'll be the big thing to do on the last night of Forkfest. Very cool. And I know Jay Noon uh, made a comment in the Forkfest chat room that he's super excited because he got married at Forkfest last year. So this is his one year wedding anniversary, and he's going to be celebrating it at the big gay dance party with his uh, his wife of one year. One thing, Jay, and I know that you're listening. The dress code is spectacular. The <laughs> so dress spectacular, not you, just for Jay, it's for, for everyone. Uh, it is for everyone. Yes. Uh oh, I don't know if I have spectacular. I'll have to <laughs> I'll have to figure that one You've out. You've got time. Forkfest.party. You can go to learn more about the event there. It isn't a decentralized event, so call it what you want. Uh, in fact, it was originally called Somalia Fest. Yeah. In its, <laughs> uh, in its first year. So, you know, whatever it is, it's usually the five days before the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And now Forkfest is officially sponsoring the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is kind of cool to see the thing that grew out of the Porcupine Freedom Festival turn around and give sponsorship money to. Uh, pork fest which is pretty cool so it's nice to see the two events are you know in a friendly coexistence that is cool friendly competition i think it's great because it's people separating and specializing in what they want the most yeah so if if there's a group of people who really want to make a a child oriented event then it really shouldn't be other things like a family event is what they're trying to do with yeah yeah well like family can involve old people too i don't know but um, it sh- it should be more focused around that, and and it shouldn't be distracted by other things. Um, crazies, so, yeah, crazies. Right. But I want crazies, right? Yeah, <laughs> we fun. like crazies. <laughs> they 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 like to change and disrupt things more, mm-hmm. and people who change and disrupt should should be able to do that. And people who want to keep things conservative are good too. They're libertarians, right? You know. Now, as long as you look, what was it? Fabulous, or what was the dress code? Sorry, it wasn't fabulous. Spectacular. 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 That's different than fabulous. That's right, yes. Spectacular. spectacular. <laughs> as long as you're spectacular, you can get in. Whereas oh, before, and you have to have a Bitcoin Cash address. We have a new th- really? a new app that scans, and if, if it's not a Bitcoin Cash address, you don't get in. But if, This is a real thing. So wait, you have uh, to have a wallet to receive Bitcoin Cash? You just have to have an address. You know, If you don't have a Bitcoin Cash wallet, then you can't so get in. So you're not you're paying not cool Bitcoin Correct. Cash to get no, in. You might even get anything. Bitcoin Cash, because now we have your address. <laughs> Door prizes. But you have to be right. cool enough to get in, and that means you have a Bitcoin Cash address. Okay. That means that makes you cool enough. Well, now, uh, unless you have the GIF. What is that? What? Well, well, we make special GIFs for our party. They circulate around on, on the internet. Okay. So if you have the GIF, then you can get it. That gets you like in. extra special. If you don't have a Bitcoin Cash address. Yeah, that trumps all. Yeah, okay. the GIF. Forkfest.party. So the other nice thing is you don't have to buy a ticket because there's no ticket to Forkfest. It would have been that someone would have had to have had a ticket to the Porcupine Freedom Festival if they wanted to attend the Big Gay Dance Party. Now, as long as you're spectacular and have a Bitcoin Cash address, you can get in. That's the other thing. I really wanted the people who work at Porkfest to be able to attend the Mm -hmm. party. But if they're working, they can't can't party. So if it happens the day before Porkfest starts, right. then all the organizers and everyone else can let everyone loose can and really go, go crazy, yeah. you know, without having any responsibilities. It's the best of all the, the possible worlds. Yeah. So nice job, guys. Thanks for uh, for putting that during Forkfest. Again, these are some of the things that are going on. Uh, Jay Noon's got man camp that he's doing. There's going to be at least a, a couple of food vendors uh, that I understand are going to be there throughout pretty much all of uh, Forkfest this year. It's growing. It, it is. It's definitely growing, and it's growing in 
whatever way it wants to because there's nobody who's in charge. There's no board of directors. And by the way, in case people were wondering, I have not been ignoring our caller because he dropped off the line, unfortunately, because oh. I really wanted to continue that conversation. Uh, he dropped off sometime during the break. But I, I still think we should continue the yeah. conversation. Yeah, we, we can apply it to ForkFest, too. So the print, the guiding principle behind ForkFest is anarchy in that the rules are are uh, not set by some people that are deciding. Um, and basically, it it allows people to, to have more autonomy in what they do. From one perspective, I could see how you could say that, but it is still happening on private property, and that, ultimately the campground does have some set of rules. That's right. So right? I, I see anarchy as a spectrum where on one end you have less people deciding what the rules are and more like natural rules that you can like kind of derive from physics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other end, you have a lot of people deciding rules for each, for other people. So in Porkfest, you have Rogers Campground, and then you have like the state, um, and then you have the organizers of Porkfest, and then you have right. the the volunteers who have granted themselves powers that will come tell you what to do. And so <laughs> it's a little bit like the Stanford Prison Experiment when you put these people in positions of authority and they can they boss people around. Like it. They yeah. start doing car searches for Chris Cantwell. That was a few years very ago. Very bizarre. Yeah. Very bizarre. You see what happens when when you allow people to grant themselves rule power mm-hmm. over others. If no one at Forkfest can grant any additional rules to this. That's true. Beyond whatever the campground has, yeah. essentially. Uh, and they're pretty laid back, from what I can tell. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. we got a whole hour to go. Plenty of time for you, your calls and thoughts. And we can continue the whole anarchy, you know, fear-based discussion that was happening earlier. Is anarchy civil? It's Free Talk Live. And not to mention the shedding, I would vacuum the carpet. Three times a week, Frodo was scratching all night long, bouncing on the side of the bed, keeping me awake the whole entire night from all the scratching and chewing. It kind of makes you neurotic. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Mounds and mounds of fur all over the place. Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Dynavite is nutrition. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. He gobbles it up. He's not up all night scratching. His shedding is minimal, and it is such a pleasure to have my calm, relaxed, non-shedding puppy back. And I have to thank Dynavite for that. Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Nope. Free Talk Live. Yep, it's Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. Open phones as always. You can take control of the airwaves. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We do have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms. They're open and available to you at discord.lrn.fm. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. Steven Zeiler. And I said we were going to continue the conversation uh, that our caller had brought up in the last hour. Um, He was concerned with anarchy. He understandably believes that anarchy is this, you know, uncivil thing, this this violent order or lack of order. And th- this is the typical viewpoint of a person who hears about anarchy, because normally when they hear the word anarchy, it's in some news report. 
and it's referring to some commies that are smashing a Starbucks or McDonald's storefront window. Uh, you know, they're they've got Molotov cocktails. They're you know rolling a a, a huge dumpster through somebody's you know fr- some business's front door. I mean, there's just all kinds of terrible things that are associated publicly with the word anarchy. And sometimes they'll interview these so-called anarchists and they are not saying the things that you are saying, Derek J. Freeman. Yeah. Not so, even close. Yeah. So does that make the word useless? Like, have they ruined it? I would it? say it is ruined, yes. I mean, okay. And, because- I, and, and I feel like it is a, a futile attempt to try to, to try to undo damage that has literally been done over decades. I'm I mean, not the, trying to undo anything. I just think it's the most accurate term because of its roots. Well, it, now, wait a minute. Anarchos. You were trying to do real. something. No, you were trying to persuade the guy on the phone. Now, well, I was just saying, look, I think we have different w- ways of, of viewing the word. Mm-hmm. That's true. But we have the same view of the world, that we, we see things pretty much the same way. That and I we- wish he would have stayed on so we could have seen some more of that, because I think you're right. He was a critic of, uh, of the, the idea of the state or the government and con- government control. Right. So and there's if, probably a lot to agree on. And he also liked ups- natural rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he agreed that there's just sort of the, the rules we all learn in kindergarten are the rules that are good to live by generally. You don't hit, you don't steal, you keep your hands to yourself. And, right. You know, you, you own the product of your labor, that sort of thing. But my observation through life has been that the more government, the less rules. For example, you know, government people, they, they claim there are all these rules and I have to follow them, but they don't. And that makes for a really unpredictable, chaotic society. Like, the more rules there are in the tax code, for example, the more complicated and impossible it is to follow them. And the more criminal people become, but not through any fault of doing anything actually dangerous, just through the fault of, like, not being able to follow all these convoluted rules. So, Well, if it doesn't apply to everyone, if it's not the same, then it's not a rule at all. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my point, and that's what I try and bring up. When people talk about anarchists, this or that, it's just that anarchos, you know, an, no, arcos, rulers, no rulers. So no one rules over me. I own my own life. I'm responsible for my actions and, and the, the product of my actions. If I hurt somebody, I have to make it right, you know. And I think everyone pre- pretty much agrees to that. It's a basic way everyone views life. The definition of civil, he was bringing up the idea of, well, civil society is what he wants, and he thought anarchy was the opposite of civil. He thought that, you know, anarchy was essentially chaos, but the definition of civil is different. Like, there are some pretty wide different definitions. Like, the main definitions, if you go to dictionary.com, all have to do with the state, basically, of relating to or consisting of citizens. Yeah. The, the citizenship is a idea that is, you know, inherent to the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, of definition two, of the commonwealth or state. Three, of citizens in their ordinary capacity, as distinguished from military, uh, for instance. Of number four, of the citizen as an individual. Five, befitting a citizen. Six, of or in a condition of social order or organized government, as in civilized. And then finally, the one that I think he meant when he said civil Mm -hmm. is number seven here, adhering to the norms of polite social intercourse, not deficient in common courtesy. Yeah, when people are like, be civil, they're not talking about like, oh, be like a citizen. Or be a government. Yeah, they're, they're saying, be nice 
be, be kind. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be generous, be kind, be nice to one another. Um, but unfortunately, that's the seventh definition there. And I actually had to hit see more in order to actually see that. That's that so weird because definition. I would think that's like the more commonly used. It's the way it's used, point. I think. But uh, at least the way when I hear somebody using it, at least that's what I think of. Um, but I think your point was that the government is anything but civil. As far yeah, as I mean, when they throw people in cages for having a pot in their pockets, or right. you know, or or for any kind of uh, you know not paying enough child support or something, they throw people in cages for this. And then, they, what does the U.S. have the highest prison population in the world more than all of the other countries combined? Is it more than all of them combined? Yeah, and wow. it only has five percent of the world's population, yet twenty five percent of the world's prison population. Yeah. That's not civil. Putting people in a prison cell for not harming another person is not a kind thing or a caring or neighborly thing to to do to to another person. Yeah, so I would say, Ken, if you're still out there listening or, or anyone else who, who thinks that the word anarchy is bad, think about, do you like more government or less? You know, and I'm saying less is better. Um, well, of course, government are just more, people, right? Government yeah. are just people who are using the threat of violence to well, get their way. They're people who have special authority to abuse the rules, the, the rules that everyone else has to live by, but they don't. Well, they don't and have so, authority. Authority is just an idea. You know, well, people, they have perceived authority in the minds of the people. Yeah. And so the less of that there is, the more we're all on an equal playing field mm-hmm. and the, the more we all have to play by the same rules. And, and that's the world I want to live in. And anarchy is actually defined as the lack of that authority mm. so when when less people have authority over others that is more anarchic if you want to join the discussion you can in fact we have tom on the line in detroit listening online at freetalklive.com hello tom hey guys hey. glad to talk to you tonight yes sir <laughs> you, you're you're on a topic that uh we talk about all the time on the mark stevens chat uh you guys obviously know who mark stevens is he has a show on your uh and you're on LRN.FM. On yeah, I like Mark Stevens. He's the author of Adventures in Legal Land, a real brilliant guy. Go ahead with what you were yep. calling about. Well, the first thing I'd like to discuss is, first off, words have definitions. Yep. They're not flexible. They have definitions. Anarchy is simply uh, no rulers. Okay, just like monarchy is a single ruler, a king or a queen. There is no... Anarchy and anarchism, anarchy does not mean chaos. It just means, it just simply, is the definition is no rulers. And that's important. Uh, it's just like citizen. People bandy about this, this word that they're a citizen, and you have to be a citizen. Well, there are elements to be a citizen. Mm-hmm. And those elements are that you pledge an allegiance for protection. And our Supreme Court has ruled multiple times that they are not obligated. A policeman can watch you at the side of the road be beaten to death and has, does not have to step in. He is not obligated. So you are not a citizen. There is no such thing as a citizen. Yeah, I totally uh, agree with where you're coming from. And this is not some sort of cockamamie, you know, BS legal definition. This is the actual, this is what the definition of citizen is. It is one who owes a duty of allegiance Duty, meaning you have to be, you know, their their liege uh, in return for an obligation of protection. And what you're pointing out is the government people have no obligation to protect you, and they've said so clearly 
in multiple Supreme Court decisions and in other levels of courts. It's been said crystal clear so many times, and we've pointed some of them out here on the air when they've happened, uh, that the government has, the government people have no obligation to protect you. So if there's no obligation to protect, how can you have a duty of allegiance in return? That's supposed to be the deal, but there's no deal. It doesn't exist. Exactly. It never did. And, and it's, exactly. And, and the, the, the bottom line is people don't understand the people. Mo- and I hate to use the word. There's no such thing as the people. People don't understand that judges don't make decisions or they don't make uh, they, they don't have opinions. Their decisions are based on their boss's decisions, and their bosses at the top are the Supreme Court. Mm. The judges, every judge below that, has to follow the Supreme Court rules. And that's it. When you face a court situation, as we do, that's our main thing, these guys don't make decisions on their own. And when they do, that is when we call them out by asking questions of how they are doing that. Why questions are, are some of the most powerful things uh, in the world, whether it's individuals you're dealing with or these government goons. More coming up. Thanks, Tom. It's Free Talk Live. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. It's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms. They're available to you. In fact, that's where we're going next. Uh, And you will sound, if you're in those Discord rooms, almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. It's Ian, Derek, and Steven in that studio. And you can, of course, actually watch our studio feeds on the different couple of different video streaming platforms we're on twitch at twitch.lrn.fm and the newest uh in somewhat maybe somewhat decentralized platform dlive over at dlive.lrn.fm so head over to uh, either one of those the dlive feed is at 480 lines of resolution and the twitch feed is at 720 so twitch is higher resolution DLive still looks great at a little bit lower res, and it's easier for people with slower internet connections to uh, to handle that. So if you were having trouble with Twitch, DLive's definitely the better option for you. Check it out at DLive.LRN.FM. And we're getting way more followers way faster on DLive. So I think that probably if we keep this rate up by the midpoint of May, we might have, we might have more followers on DLive than we got in the first year of being on Twitch, like our first month of DLive may exceed our first year on Twitch. So that's pretty cool. DLive.LRN.FM. As we continue, we go to your calls and thoughts here. Vaginatarian is on the line on our Discord call-in lines. Hello there. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hey. Uh, where are you calling from? Virginia? Uh, not today. I'm from Florida. Oh, okay. Well, welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'm calling to talk about anarchy and uh, Derek J's definition of it. Sure. Which I know... I know is impossible for libertarians to agree on, but before we delve into it, is it safe to say that everybody would agree that anarchy means a lack of rule? Yeah, I think I don't think anyone disagreed on Derek J's definition of anarchy. I mean, lack I of rulers. I would disagree on that. No, she said a lack of rule. So it's specifically a lack of rulers, as in uh-huh. other people ruling over you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's rules in the world like gravity. <laughs> right, and, and there's there's also ethical <laughs> rules that can be more logically or axiomatically derived than like oh because this guy said so. Good point. That's fair. Um, I think lack of ruler though 
I, I would have to agree with Ian because I think this is where it gets tricky is that people do immediately balk when they hear the word anarchy. They certainly don't like the label. And I think most people don't believe that there's that there's a possibility that it can that we could ever exist without a ruler, even if we feel like we're self-ruled or that we can be fully autonomous. I think the possibility in it, it just doesn't exist. And I think that's why people fully bought, you know, they, they resist when they hear the word anarchy. They don't like the label. I, uh, because it's just got all this baggage that's with it. So it's not that I was disagreeing with Derek's, um, definition i fully agree with that definition of anarchy that's the one i like um i'm sure if you asked an anarcho-communist what their definition they might have a different definition of it one that we probably wouldn't like uh that much and that's one of the problems with with anarchy is you've got these two distinct groups that are not really you know friends uh that you know argue over what the thing means and you it has all this baggage so for me i like to define if i'm going to define myself as something i want to define myself as what I'm in favor of, not what I'm against. There's nothing inherently wrong with defining yourself by what you're against. You can be anti-war. You can also be pro-peace. You can be anti-rulers. You can also be pro-voluntary interaction. I'm a voluntarist, so I think that all human interaction should be by consent, and that is a very positive statement for me to make, and it's a statement and a word that for the most part, probably 99.9% of the time, the average person who might hear that word isn't going to get, you know, thinking of bomb throwing. They're not going to be thinking of crazy, you know, lunatics destroying property and anarcho-communists or whatever it is that comes into people's minds when they think of the word anarchy. So I start at zero and I can talk about voluntarism, whereas if you start talking about anarchy, you're not starting at zero with a person. You're starting below zero. You've got to bring them back and try to explain to them, oh, no, 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 it's not that kind of anarchy. It's this good kind of anarchy. Are you sure you're starting at zero by using the word voluntarist? Because I see a lot of people after they hear that word say, yeah, everything should be volunteer. You know, like I volunteer at the animal shelter and whatever. And it's like, no, 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 it's not really about volunteering. It's... uh you know, so you're you're that actually, one does happen. You're inflating your word actually. So whereas you you reject a word that has a negative connotation, you're giving yourself a word that has a positive connotation already. That's better, isn't <laughs> it? Not if it's. Aren't you not, making not my point for me? Not if it's inaccurate. There's less well, gains to be made too by changing by teaching. Well, I use the word voluntarist, which isn't quite the same as voluntarist. You know, it doesn't have the voluntary you know people word. Still make yeah, the mistake. They'll still make them. They'll still make that mistake. That's true. But I find that that's much easier to to correct than undoing, you know, decades worth of programming from from mm-hmm. mainstream media. So that's the only thing I disagree on. It's just you know a point of persuasion, uh, basically. What term do you I, use, caller? Uh, I I personally try not to fit into too many boxes because the way that Ian presented his argument, I think, is better. I would rather be more precise in my speech when it comes to a particular subject than to blanket myself with a term such as voluntarist or anarchist or mm-hmm. anarcho-capitalist or what have you. Because I think it's, when it comes to anything political these days, people are getting so hardened within their identities that to even doesn't matter if it's anarchist or voluntarist or Republican or Democrat there's so many assumptions that are from the get-go. So if you start with something more like I'm pro-peace and I'm anti-war, pro-voluntarism, you're presenting the depth of your of yourself as a person and your political views because everybody is more than just one thing. Mm. So I think I think that I 
and personally, I believe anarchy to be a lack of rule, not necessarily a lack of rulers. And so that's why I think that true anarchy doesn't exist, because I don't think any of us exist outside of the bound of some sort of rules. Um, but I, I wouldn't really I would say I'm pro freedom if I had to go. I try and choose freedom always whenever I'm making a decision. Well, wait a minute. If you believe anarchy means no rules, then wouldn't monarchy mean one rules? <laughs> yeah, it's about it's about it, rulers. It's clearly about rulership. Yeah, definitely that. But here That's you are. Fair. You've got a, people who well, don't even agree on what the word means who should agree on, well, on what want, the word if means. If you want to be, you don't want to be against something. Anarchy is again is like this anti thing. Correct. The opposite a. of anarchy is authority. I think we we can almost agree that the opposite of anarchy is authority. What is the opposite of authority? I think it's philosophy. Well, authority is just an idea, right? Like authority is just this concept that people believe in. It's this sort of religious idea that another human being could somehow have this ethereal thing, this authority. Yeah, like, it's a concept. I yeah. mean, if you're the, the president of an organization, you have the authority to fire somebody. You know, mm -hmm. and everyone just kind of agrees because we've got this concept in our minds that this person can do certain things. So, sure. What, you know, it's in not the case a religion, of the but... in the case of the company, you know, you could argue that well, the person has joined that company, so they have agreed to follow the rules of this person who is in in charge. Yeah. Whereas none of us joined the government. I mean, at least none of us in this room, I don't think. <laughs> no. Right. Well, you didn't sign the social contract. No, I missed that one. <laughs> Did you? Oh, you know, they brought it around at the, the hospital. Right. You know. <laughs> Put your little baby print on there, little palm print. Hey, thanks for the call, Vaginatarian. I appreciate hearing from you. Hey. We continue. Your calls and thoughts welcome. 855-450. Free like freedom. You can join us here. This is Free Talk Live. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of liquor Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It is Free Talk Live. Just dial on in here toll-free and bring up anything that you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. The Discord on-air call-in-line rooms are open and available to you. Just go to discord.lrn.fm and you can jump into one of those rooms there. We'll join you and then you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. It's Ian. Derek J. Steven Zeiler. As we continue with your calls and thoughts, we go to the phones, to the fun. Jack is in Charlotte. I'm not sure which one. Which Charlotte, Jack? North Carolina. North Carolina. And he's listening via the TuneIn app. Go ahead. LRN.FM. That was a, was a pretty good... Uh, he changed his voice there. He, had, he actually had me fooled there for a moment. Uh, there go. So anyway... 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Let's go to uh, somebody who's much better. Gene, the Christian anarchist. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, hello, everyone. Um, I wanted, I did a uh, change my mind on the Discord. I thought I'd bring it onto the air. You changed your and mind about is, something? What was it? No, no. You know, the uh, 
I I believe something changed my mind. You know, the guy oh, okay. behind the tape. So you you're not going to change oh. your mind. You're you're challenging someone to change your mind. Okay, what right. was what was the issue? So far, they, so far nobody's changed my mind, and okay. I've had this issue. I've had this point of view for a long time, and that is uh, that we already live in anarchy. Change my mind Ooh. now. The reason I say this is because there's a, the two pronged attack that you can use to attack the authority of government. Number one is delegation of authorities. And I'm not going to go into that real in depth, but, you know, everybody gets their authority delegated, but from somebody above them. And if you follow the chain of command, you eventually wind up with the top guy and you say who delegated his authority. And there's where the whole thing falls apart. But well, the top, well, hold on, the top guy would say it was all the people below me. Yeah, they elected I didn't, me. I didn't. I didn't delegate him any authority. They could do it that and way. And you didn't delegate him any authority, you know. So if you believe in personal liberty or if you believe in any kind of liberty. But there are plenty of people who do believe in authority and who absolutely do want to do everything that the person who they have elected tells them to do. I mean, there are huge Trump fanatics out there. Of course. and But their whole For argument them falls true. apart with the vote. For them, it's true until you ask them how that authority is over me. Because I didn't mm. vote, you see. So uh, let me see uh, if I can let me see if I can play the role of the uh, the individual here, the little devil's advocate. Well, I mean, we live in society, so therefore right. you're part of society, and since you're here, you're subject to it. You could vote if you and, wanted to, and and move to Somalia if you don't like it. There you, you go. Know, but <laughs> but it's but it's very very hard to move to Somalia, and it takes a lot of money. People can't just do that. So, but the point, but the other prong that I wanted to get into is the fact that this idea of rules and rulers, because mm-hmm. obviously, to me, that there's very little distinction between anarchy being no rules or anarchy being no rulers, because if you don't have a ruler, you can't have any rules. At least only you can have personal rules. You can have the rules of physics, yes. But you can't have rules of authority over you if there's no ruler. So to me, they're one of well, the couldn't same. Well, could you also have rules in that if I go to the 7-Eleven, they may require me to have shoes on or a T-shirt? That's a rule. Wouldn't that be an authority if, if they're telling you what, what you have to do? Right, well, and wouldn't I be consenting to the authority by going on their property in that case? Yeah, well, you can certainly consent to authority. I mean, okay. you can you can consent to individual rules and individual authority if it's voluntary. But so then rules could I'm exist at, under anarchy. Yes, uh, of course. I have personal rules. Everyone has personal rules. But I'm talking right. about rules written by a ruler, somebody who has yeah. authority over you. But the thing, the, the second prong attack that I have proving that we live in anarchy is because the rules that the supposed rulers right they don't follow right that's I what can, Derek pointed I out can, earlier I can, I can cite cia fbi guantanamo bay um how about the judges the the drunk judges that uh, i think david in new mexico is called about yeah erwin schiff you know that's he, he was a personal friend of mine i, mm. I mean not a close friend but i knew him and Rest that is a that is an example that you can throw in somebody's face. Where are the rules? You know, because he was not allowed to put on a defense. So you can point to example after example after example that the people that write the rules don't follow them. So what we have is we have the big scare of anarchy is warlords. We currently live in war under warlords. We have lived under warlords for 8,000 years. 
This is not new. Warlords who can do a heck of a lot more damage than the warlords that people are afraid of, right? Like the the warlords people are afraid of are the ones that just barely have enough men to, you know, take over a few key choke point roads and demand uh, money from people who want to pass through. Like that's, you know, it's unusual for a warlord to get much bigger than that. But the warlords we have now are, you know, call themselves governments and literally go to war and cause all manner of uh, destruction. Correct. And these warlords that we have all over the world, and not just the U.S. government warlords, but North Korean warlords, Chinese warlords, uh, Iraq warlords, Mm -hmm. they all will whack. I I, I mean, any of them can whack anybody they want. And if somebody under them whacks them, then they become the new warlord, you see. So there are no rules. Uh, they, They don't follow rules. They only scare people into thinking there are rules. And that there, there are, are no rulers. Rules. So the, the best way right. to, to, to totally dismantle the whole concept is to acknowledge that there are no rulers and there are no rules. And then you don't even right. have to debate it. It, it. The whole thing will fall down like the little man behind the curtain in uh, The Wizard of Oz when the people see that all there is is some little guy pulling levers and there is no real authority, as soon as that becomes apparent, the whole thing comes crashing down. And that's what I try to do is I try to educate people that there is no authority and there are no rulers. All there are are guys with guns trying to make you do stuff. Mm. That's, mm-hmm. that's the bottom line. There are people so, who are more intelligent and capable. And in a lot of ways, those people have authority because people trust them well if you tr- if like you gain, gain trust yeah. if you gain trust individually by through business transactions or personal interactions gaining trust is a good thing and so there's nothing wrong with that and making money out of that is not a bad thing if you can you know do some kind of productive uh, uh activity that people will pay you for that's a good thing and all of those things occur naturally without these people, these warlords telling us what to do with our lives. And I love you know. your perspective on this. I'm curious to know, uh, Derek, what do you think as the, you know, the, one of the advocates for uh, the definite defining anarchy earlier, do we live in anarchy right now? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I think is provable uh, because above states, you know, who's above them? They're the ultimate rulers, right? These countries, mm-hmm. but they don't have any rulers. They live in anarchy. Mm. They are making deals with each other. They're making secret backroom agreements, and no one is there to hold them to it. There's no higher no. court. What are you going to do? Vote? Yeah. <laughs> so they live in anarchy. And if they live in anarchy and they're at the top, then we definitely live in anarchy. So it's all just an illusion, basically. Yeah. Definitely the most useful way to organize your own affairs is to treat everything as if there there aren't rules and that there is anarchy. Because... That's really how it is. Like you, you may think there's rules, but then some something may change, and those rules are out. And right. now there's new rules. And every, now every, you don't- every society throughout history has collapsed when the people challenged them. When the people said, "Why do you have this ability to tell me what to do?" When the people waked up, woke up. That right. was the end of every uh, every 
type of government in the past. Absolutely, because because there are more of the people than there are of these self-proclaimed rulers every time. Yeah. And as long as they're yeah. willing to actually do something about their circumstances, they can make things better. I mean, I gave an example of this earlier when I was talking about how just within the you know the microcosmic world of the courtroom, how a handful of activists over a number of years have had a I, what I've seen as a permanent impact on that courthouse. Uh, th- for the better. I uh, thank you for the call tonight, uh, Gene, the Christian anarchist. An interesting theory, and I think one that holds a lot of water. Uh, the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. We have time for you. If you get on the line with us now, this is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll free. Here are numbers 855 450 free. That's 855 450 3733. We do have the Discord on air call in line rooms. Just head over to discord.lrn.fm and you can jump into one of those. Discord is our chat server. That is a way for you to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. You just heard Gene the Christian Anarchist a few moments ago uh, calling in. Uh, Stephen, you commented after the call that it sounded amazing, and it does, and it's free. So why not call on Discord if you can? If you've got a smartphone, you can download a Discord app. It's also available. Uh, the app is available for you know full, full-on laptops and desktops and uh, that kind of thing. Linux, Windows, Mac, you know, iOS, Android, you name it. They've even got a web version. So if you don't, if you really don't want to download an app, you can just do most of it through the web. Although I don't think you can do the voice calling through the web version, but otherwise you can chat with other Free Talk Live listeners. So be sure you check that out over at uh, discord.lrn.fm. I just got handed something kind of cool. It's a unique digital token that only one person can hold at a time. And it's been passed around from person to person digitally across the internet. Really? And is... I just got handed it now. Wait, is this the, the lightning, the Bitcoin lightning thing that people have been talking about? There was this lightning network and they've been proving that it's working by passing around like some lightning transaction. It's sort of like that, mm-hmm. and there's someone uh, who can explain a little better than I can. Okay. On the line here? Yeah. Is this Neil in New Hampshire? Is that who I'm looking for? Yeah. Here? Neil, you're uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ian. Hey, Derek. Um, I appreciate that you qualifying that I could explain it just a little better, but um, uh, I hear that you do have the distinguished honor of having what's called the SLP torch, the Simple Ledger Protocol Torch, and uh, I can get into that. And it's uh, it was an honor for me. I pass it on to the uh, uh, Boston Bitcoin Cash Meetup, and I hear now it's on your plate. It, yeah, my, this my friend Tyler handed it to me. Is this Neil from Lamasu? Uh, that would be this Neil. Yeah. Hey, hey Neil. Uh, this is a old old friend of hey. uh, of Free Talk Live. We. We go way, 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 way back, uh, Neil and I, all the way back to uh, Sarasota, Florida, since before uh, the Free State Project. Are you actually calling from New Hampshire? Because I thought you were living in Boston now. Um, you know, I'm back and forth. Okay, so, good enough. Um, yep, I'm. Uh, yep, yep. Cool. But um, at least so you got the, one the, foot in the, uh, in the Shire. Support. It counts. All right. So tell me about this SLP. What what is it again? 
Yeah, so there's a, a protocol that's built on top of the Bitcoin Cash uh, blockchain that allows for tokens, and tokens are uh, creative uses uh, for uh, basically coins on top of coins. So if, you've, uh, if you're familiar with Ethereum, Ethereum allows for a lot of smart contracts and, and tokens. Um, Bitcoin Cash allows now for something similar with, uh, with the simple ledger protocol. Hmm. And uh, the, the unique thing about this torch um, is that there's only one of it. So you create uh, millions or, or you know, hundreds of millions or, or just a hundred uh, of a particular token for a particular use. And, and some people have started finding uses for it. Um, but there's a person created just one Torch. Right. Just to token. give our listeners a, a, a little bit more on this, uh, you mentioned Ethereum. It's the number, I think currently the number two, at least it's frequently the number two most valued uh, crypto as far as market cap is concerned. And it was really the first one to kind of make this token thing a reality. And then all these, this token market thing blew up and all these uh, initial coin offerings happened where people were selling these tokens and people were using them to basically invest in companies, many of which fell completely flat on their face. And uh, that's not as popular these days. But yeah, if you wanted to create a token on the Ethereum blockchain, you could just go to this token creation website and put in a billion and then you've got a billion you know, Neil coin or Derek coin or whatever Derek token or whatever you wanted to uh, to call it, and uh, these things are all over the place on Ethereum. So this is new for Bitcoin Cash, right? Did this was this a recent upgrade, like late last year? When did this come into to uh, existence? Uh, you know, I've only really seen it come to fruition about uh, this year. There's uh, there's another popular one called Spice Tokens, I think. Um, based off a, a news media site that covers a lot of Bitcoin Cash stuff, mm-hmm. um, but um, the the Lightning Network torch is based on the Bitcoin or other otherwise uh, known as the Bitcoin Core uh, blockchain, and that's a, a second layer protocol. And uh, people are trying to use it as a way to uh, get past the the really high fees of the Bitcoin network. Um, Which and, are still a problem, uh, so, by the way. The Bitcoin, uh, longtime listeners will remember that it was in 2017, right around when the time when you guys founded AnyPay, actually. Uh, the Bitcoin BTC fees were going insane, like $5, $10, $20 at one point per transaction. And that's one of the reasons why Bitcoin Cash forked off. It was the very first fork uh, or split, if you will, schism uh, between... Uh, with Bitcoin. So there was then Bitcoin BTC and then Bitcoin Cash. So these tokens didn't exist at that time. This is a newer development for for Bitcoin Cash, right? Right. And it's aided by the fact that you can send uh, any transaction on the Bitcoin Cash uh, blockchain for for less than a penny. And right right now, as of the past couple of weeks, um, some wallets for, for Bitcoin Core will um, maybe give you about a dollar. Um, can I can I jump uh, in here real quick? Yeah. So I just got mm-hmm. this. All, all I had to do was go Badger Wallet, search search for that on the web, install it as an extension on Chrome, open the thing up, get a receiving address, send it to my friend. Yeah. He sent me the the torch, and now I got a, a an address from, from Steven, who's sitting next to me. I want the torch. And... Ian, you gave me the wrong style address, so oh. you'll, you'll get the right one, and okay. Stephen can pass it to you. So I'm going to hit send, and we'll we'll see what happens. Stephen, did you get it? 
So is this like something that people are kind of I'm passing the on? torch. Yeah, but are they like are they like announcing it online when this torch passes? Well, is we're like announcing it on the thing? air. Yeah. Sure, so this sure. is like a social media thing. They're announcing, you know, I'm passing the torch to so and so. You know, so Steven's my partner at AnyPay, and you know we use Bitcoin Cash and help make. Bitcoin Didn't you just Cash buy some usable. food with Bitcoin Cash? I just tonight? used Bitcoin Cash at the uh, burger place in Keene. Awesome. And then I tipped in Bitcoin Cash the the girl who rang us up. That's you know, so, so cool. I used with Coin Text. With Coin Text, way to tip. Yeah. And then I use. I'm making a purse that I order tonight with uh, Bitcoin Cash myself and shopping nice. on Amazon for about ten, twelve percent uh, off. So oh, you must I be in a rush. Until now. You must be in a real hurry to get that thing because normally if you put in on purse uh, com and you put in like 20, 25%, you'll usually get that within the same day. So the the water I'm drinking, I went to Corner News and got this water with Bitcoin Cash. Yep. It's powering this episode. That's awesome. And I sent the torch and Stephen, you got it right I away. I now have one sim- Bitcoin Cash simple ledger torch. There's only one in the world. Wow. So and and this protocol, it, I'm guessing it's it, a big it, responsibility. So it prevents, <laughs> it prevents you from creating any more too. You can only make one. I sent you a Bitcoin Cash address, so apparently that wasn't what I was supposed well, to. Maybe send Ian you. won't get it. Maybe I'll have to go online and see who wants it. Okay. Yeah. So, so far, it's only been the best radio. over Twitter. That's that's how people pass it. So, um, is this going to end um, yeah. somewhere, or is it just going to get passed on into eternity? I mean, at some point, is this going to to stop, or is there an arbitrary date or deadline here? It goes it goes forever uh, so until someone sends it to an address that's invalid or that doesn't have a private key, <laughs> or or someone loses their their wallet. Right. But that's actually the thing that I, this doesn't have an end. But the thing that it, it was modeled after, which was the Lightning Network torch which people started, that was the original one. Um, uh, that was on the Bitcoin uh, blockchain and on the, the Lightning Network. Uh, but the funny thing is that had pretty much an end to it when the the accumulated total of the, the, the funds that they were passing along as part of the torch was larger than the, the uh, capacity of the Lightning Network for individual transactions. So, so you there, can't even pass the torch along a, anymore? So wait a minute. The, what you're saying is the Lightning Network couldn't handle the number of uh, transactions that ultimately its its own torch got passed through? Uh, not the uh, sheer number of transactions, but actually the value of it. The, so people, I, I think, were adding to the amount or the, the amount was accruing as, as people were passing along certain uh, Satoshis on the Lightning Network. As part of the torch, and, and uh, it got to be larger than the current per <laughs> so, transaction capacity. So it basically broke network. the lightning maybe network. Around, <laughs> wow. Yeah, maybe it was around like uh, 150 or $200. You can't send more than, than that on the lightning network. Well, Neil, thanks for calling and explaining this. Uh, I really appreciate it. Unfortunately, we're out of time on Free Talk Live for tonight. If you are on our video streams, however, at uh, dlive.lrn.fm and Twitch, uh, Aria is going to be there in just a bit. Business owners, you want more customers? Accept cryptocurrencies. There's people all around you just waiting to spend money at your store. If only you would take it. I know, you've been waiting till someone else makes it easy. Well, good news. Help me take Bitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale. Totally free. Use the same equipment you already have, now with Bitcoin. And unlike credit cards, there's no fees. Let the guys at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com bring new customers to your store. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com Did you know you can legally exit the U.S. federal income tax system? Well, it's true, and thousands of American nationals are doing it. 
The 16th Amendment and the Internal Revenue Code are legal, but only in a limited jurisdiction. This is the basis behind the voluntary nature of the income tax. Learn the exit strategy provided by Congress. Find out more by visiting WeissParis.com and watch our numerous videos. That's W-E-I-S-S Paris.com.